0: Thanks for listening to the Life Changer Church Podcast. We are excited you are with us today. Please feel free to contact the church office at 918-341-8344, or you can find us online at LifeChangerChurch.com. Enjoy today's message. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. I am excited. Thank you guys for showing up in person. It's nice to see some eyeballs looking back at me. And for all of you joining online, thank you so much. Please hang in there. I believe you'll like what you have to hear because it is a word from heaven. Last week, Dr. Buddy Bell talked about rebound. And if you remember, I had given a little bit of a word in there that talked about God wins. Amen? right. Amen. God wins. And the good news is, is that hasn't changed from last week to this week. Amen. It's still true. So this week, the word. Choose peace. Yeah. Could you use more peace today? Could you use more peace most days? And so today I'm going to kind of preach to myself and the journey that I've been on. And where the Lord's brought me, because... For a lot, a lot of years, I did not live at peace. To the contrary, I found lots of reasons to not be at peace. Amen? So, one other thing I wanted to note and this is just a little side rabbit trail for Steve Thomason. Just so it said, it's not our job to show proof both kingdoms exist through one representative. And part of that has to do with peace and the journey. So as believers in Christ, it is not our job to show proof that both kingdoms exist through one representative. One or the other. The kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Amen. All right. So, let's jump in the Word. John 14, 27. This is Jesus speaking. Proceeding this in verse 26, he talked about the Holy Spirit coming. That would remind us of all the things that Jesus had said and for us to continue to be trained. But in 27, Jesus says, "'Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid.'" So to note right there, the word my. Jesus is saying, my peace I give to you. So my thought is, is do we have Jesus' peace? But let's get back to that. We'll circle back around. So I'm going to jump around a little bit. That's just my style. It's not because I'm going crazy up here. I'm going to jump to John 16, 33. Still Jesus speaking. I have said these things to you. That in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. In the world, you will have tribulations. We don't know nothing about that, right? There's no COVID. There's no election overflow going on. None of challenges like that, right? That maybe have us nervous, a little anxiety, a little on edge, a little not at peace. But in the world you will have tribulations. But take heart. I, Jesus, cheer up, cheer up have overcome the world. Amen? Amen? So let's live as if Jesus, and we believe what he said, has overcome the world. Amen. Amen. So as I, I was praying about this and thinking about this and and You know, I like to share personal stories, but also I use some biblical context in thinking about how do we get at peace? Because the peace I'm talking about isn't the peace of the world and the world being in perfect peace because it's not going to be. So we can't have the expectation for the world to be at peace, thus allowing us to be at peace. So now we have to choose for us to be at peace, although the world's not at peace. And we do that, through seeking the kingdom, right? So, in my own way, again, preaching to myself and how things make sense to my, in my head, the story of the prodigal son, used in a number of applications, But and you guys know it, so I'm not going to read all that scripture, but to kind of sum it up, he asked his father for his inheritance. His father granted it. He left his father's house to go out into the world, became of the world, He squandered his wealth, all that he had. The famine came, and he found that he was feeding pigs, and they were eating better than he was. Now, scripture that stuck out to me this time was in Luke 15, 17. And for this application, I'll just use kind of the beginning of that. It says, when he came to his senses... Have you ever had to come to your senses? <laughs> Man, I sure have. And I think on the journey to get to having internal peace and living at peace, there's some senses you've got to come to and some decisions that you've got to make, some things that you've got to understand. And in that moment of finding out that he, you know, he's out here and, and he's responsible for everything that he had done, and he confesses that, right, and that's important. He took responsibility on getting there. But he had a moment of coming to his senses. And I've had one of those recently. And so that's why I was wanting to kind of use him to springboard in there. Because I think we can all have those moments. And so a couple months ago, and and most of you know I always, I don't ever speak without talking about my son, Jax. Greatest gift there was from my perspective, right? Uh, I'm a blessed father. And that goes without saying. But I have a heart to be a great father. And I don't mean that in the sense of giving him everything materialistic-wise. I'm beyond that span of my life and that thinking. I want to love him like Father loves us. That's my desire and that's my heart. And to do that, I've got to understand the Father's love for me in order to then turn around and give that away. Amen? And so in that journey and dialogue, and contrary to kind of some of the belief, I'm not the disciplinarian in the family. As once may have once thought. When I was younger, I would have told you I would have been, and even had certain lines already preconceived in my head that we were going to hold when my kids got here. And I think anything that you take 22 years in prayer and Others come alongside of you and believe in them by faith. When they arrive, they have a different value. So I'm here to be a good dad, and so I'm talking with the Lord, and I realize that I don't want to lack in discipline. The word is clear. Spare the rod, spoil the child. I don't want to spoil child, but I want a child that has no doubt from moment to moment how much his dad loves him, and that is actions don't affect that love. So, talking to God, Father, help me to see, help me to understand. I want to do right by my son. I don't want to discipline out of anger. I don't want to discipline while being upset. But I want to coach him in training. And I said, so Father, how do you do this? I mean, I'm pretty sure we've got to frustrate you pretty bad. With all the times that we mess up. And he said, no, son, Jesus paid the price on the cross. And we know that. We talk about that and Jesus paying for our sins. And I said, no, well, help me with that, Father. What is, how does that look in this application? And he said, so what I want you to do tomorrow morning, wake up. And these were the words that he used. And he goes, spank yourself for what Jax is going to do that day. I was kind of like, what? He goes, just spank yourself for whatever Jax is going to do that day. Prepay for his sin. I was like, wow, that's, that's a deep thought. And he goes, and so therefore, when you get to the moment where he does whatever he's going to do for that day, you don't have to have any anger. You don't have to be any negative emotion. And the debt's been paid. There's nothing to settle you can be at peace and you can instruct your son from a place of peace and out of love which is the desire of your heart. That was a life-giving moment for me. Changed the way I thought about things. And I was happy right there but God took it a little further, right? Because there's other things in this world that, doesn't, that challenges my peace. Bad drivers is one of them. Amen. And so in the same text and dialogue, he said, when you wake up in the morning and before you leave for work, forgive the guy that's going to cut you off in traffic here in about 30 minutes. And I'm like, what? Forgive the guy? Yes. Guy or gal. will be fair. Forgive them. So when you get there and they cut you off, You then have the ability to smile and go, there you are. I was praying about you this morning. (laughs) And you keep your peace. Amen. 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 The God of peace. The God of peace. Because I can't give the power to the person driving the other car. I can't give the power to COVID. I can't give the power to the voting machines. I can't give the power to the news channel. If you go to the news channel and to Facebook to search out your peace, you simply will not ever be at peace. Amen? So back to John fourteen twenty-seven. Jesus, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And so the more I think about that and then think about Jesus' journey on the earth in the 33 years. He had a price on his head before he was ever born. Evil was out to take him out. Peace has been challenged, as I put it, since the very first bite of time. The moment that the apple got bit into, peace would been challenged in the earth. Because if you know before that, the garden had been at peace. God was at peace with his creation. And obviously we know that Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, had come back to restore that peace. Not in the earthly realm, but in our hearts. So that we can navigate day to day inside our families, inside of life, inside of work, inside of church. Because let's be real, there's not always peace inside a church. <laughs> the enemy will challenge us here as much as he will anywhere. Sundays used to be one of my toughest day of the weeks. Let's be candid. Not today, praise God. But it wasn't because necessarily church changed. It was because I changed. Through God, I changed. So Jesus given us his peace. So before he's born, evil was out to take him out. And even as he grew, there's multiple scriptures and multiple times where they plotted, the word says plotted to kill Jesus. Good people, supposedly good people, People that you would have expected to receive him and been excited to see him and supported him in his ministry, plotted to take him out because they feared him. But how did Jesus respond? Now, try to look up his Facebook page. Didn't find much there. At least in the terms of negative (laughs) posts. So he didn't have an emotional overflow. He let it be, right? And we talk about Jesus and the disciples in the boat crossing over the Sea of Galilee. It says he was asleep in the boat. The disciples had to wake him up. He was at such peace in the storm that he he was asleep. And they woke him up. Now, there are a couple of things, the reason I bring this up, that I want to notate. Jesus didn't deny that the storm was real. He denied letting the storm take his peace. And he denied letting the storm have more power than it truly had. So he stood on faith, and he stood on what he knew. And then he spoke back to the storm. Peace be still. Amen? And I think there's lots of things in our lives that as we look at and they come at us from day to day that we just need to look at and go, peace, be still. Don't let the little things be big things. And the things that we don't have control over, that's okay. Just admit we don't have control over them, but we know who does. And we know who gets the final word. We know who gets the final say. And that's where we go and rest in him and his peace, right? Because the Bible talks about God's peace, which surpasses understanding, which is where we're to walk. You want to be walking around really cool, calm, and collected, and people going, do you not know what's going on? Have you not seen the news? Nope. But I've read my word. I know what this says trust me, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. We have got to spend more time in the Word, right? Amen. We don't physically eat one time and then never eat again for the rest of our lives. We can't just sow in one season and then never sow again. We've got to continually sow and seek And integrate our brains with the word so we know what the truth is. Because, as you guys know, the truth is being challenged each and every day. There is a false narrative, there's no doubt where it's from. We should not be surprised by it. The Bible speaks of it, it warns of it, but it tells us to be steadfast, remain steady, be calm, rest in Him. Amen. The last little thing I wanted to share here. We're wrapping up. Because I'm excited to get to the praying part. <laughs> That's got me excited this morning, Pastor. Matthew six twenty five, And really it goes through 34. And it's titled, Do Not Worry. Do not Worry. And again, if you've not noticed the theme, Jesus is speaking. If you don't do anything else when you get in the Bible, just hang out in the red. Amen. Hang out in the red letters. That's right, Pastor. If you couldn't hear him out there, he said, read the red and pray for power, which is really good. So, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Some of you need to answer that question. I know God's answer but you need the revelation of that answer. You are more valuable, and you need to know that. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? I've not accomplished it. The word's pretty clear, you can't. So why waste the effort and the energy? But how do we get to a place where that's a little red flag for us, where we start to worry, and that's a good signal that says, time to run to the Word, time to run to the Father. It's conditioning, it's training, it's awareness. This isn't an overnight. I mean, you can have a miraculous moment where everything changes, and those are always good. But most of the time, it's a journey, and you've got to train yourself. Carrying on in 28. For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So finishing, choose peace. It's your decision. Stop acting like you're not in control or take control back to whomever or whatever you've given it to. Pull it back to you. On a daily basis, regardless of what's going on in the earth, each one of us has the ability to choose peace. Amen. Amen. And I'll leave you with this parting thought. The closer you are to his presence, his, capital H, presence, the further you are from the enemy's camp. So another point of reference of when you need to draw close, push in, get closer. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Changer Church podcast. You can join us each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We are located at 2221 Cornerstone Avenue. You can reach the church office at 918-341-8344. You are always welcome at Life Changer Church. See you soon.